Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Ranting Ron Show on Wednesday, October 12, uh, October 12, October wow. 12, <laughs> May, May, May 12th, 2021, Wednesday night, and of course, I have my regular guest for hockey, uh, co-host for hockey, uh, Steve, uh, on the Warpath, and our special guest tonight to our left is a former Buffalonian Pete Weber, uh, many people from the 90s and earlier will know Pete was around for every sport in Buffalo, from bowling. And no, he's not Pete Weber, the famous bowler. <laughs> not <either>. that one. <laughs> yes, he's not that one. He's the famous Buffalonian who got to have his picture taken in black and white with some, some guy named Bobby Orr, but whatever. So how you doing tonight, Mr. Weber? Doing outstanding. Thank you. Can't wait. Uh for our postseason. Actually, I can't wait to get our schedule to see when we start our postseason. Yeah, yeah I heard uh, Bruins. Uh, playoffs start Saturday is all I saw. Bruins playoffs and start. Capitals will start Saturday, but the rest yes. of us don't know yet. Right. So, uh, well, hey, you made it. You were worried last week when I was talking to you that Nashville wouldn't make it. And um, speaking of Nashville, I was reading some stuff. I didn't realize that they almost moved 10 years into being there. Well, yeah, in 2007, our founding owner, Craig Leopold, Put the team up for sale. Later, he would end up buying the uh, Minnesota Wild from their founding owner, and then initially was had made a deal to sell to Jim Balsilli, the man oh. who took care of things out of Kitchener Waterloo with Rim Research in Motion and uh, his uh, special cell phones that he had. So then, with a few days, he started putting for sale Hamilton Predators tickets on the internet. And since my contract at the time said I had to move if the team did, I was looking into going back to Kenmore and commuting to, to Hamilton to do the games. Wow. But thankfully, yeah. we got saved by a local ownership group here. We know all about that. Balsilli was selling uh, Hamilton Sabre tickets for a little while too, right, Steve? Yes. Yeah, so, so. something like that. <laughs> right. So. And then Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, – He's a guy that'll probably never. He'll be. He's like the uh, Donald Trump. He'll never be allowed to own a team in any of the professional sports. <laughs> so, well, since right. that time, his company, we gave him all the money, has spiraled downward financially. So, I don't yeah. think we have to worry about him anyway. Yeah, I mean, with the Bagulos owning teams, we're we're we're. I think we're okay. Our teams will be here for a while. Mm. So. <laughs> We won't really go talk about them right now. Hey, go ahead, yeah. Steve. I know you got some questions for Mr. Pete Weber here. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, so, Pete, I know you did some um, ra- radio here in town. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just a little little bit on the younger side, so I, I wasn't completely aware of your resume. Um, I got a list here. It says you called games for the Seattle Supersonics, Notre Dame Hockey, Excuse me, that's um, not me. That was somebody else's stuff. <laughs> oh, but that's oh, he's breaking in the cars now. Hey, you are yeah, from Kenmore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, like I said, Seattle SuperSonics, Notre Dame hockey, um, University of Buffalo. That was football and hockey, or just hockey? Yes. Yep. Los Angeles right. Kings oh. hockey. Yeah. Uh, um, radio for the U.S. Hockey at the 84 Olympics, hosted um, Bill's radio broadcasts, AAA Baseball in Rochester. Um, so 
what I would ask is, other than I know you're obligated to say the Preds. So <laughs> other than the Predators, like, um, what's the most enjoyable gig you've had, had over the years? And are That's there any that question. I missed? That's a great question. I, I think they all were special at their times. And when I did the Los Angeles Kings, I'll never forget the first day of my first training camp there. Who went out of his way to come over and make me feel comfortable? But Marcel Dion. And we're nice. still friends to this day. And that goes back to 1978. So I, I think the friends that you make in the course of uh, such a career are the most important things to me. But one thing I will never forget is four straight Super Bowls on WGR Radio and going to the Cup Final with the Preds in 2017. Uh, oh, a, I've been trying to get Marcel Dion here, and he's kind of shy. Uh, but he had been, he been he wants to come on, but I'm friends with his son through you know social media, and he said him and his dad will come on sometimes. So he Good. does live close to here. He still is yeah, close. Yes, I'm does. trying to get him on. Yeah, uh, Marcel Dion goes back when you know when you had uh, the days of Dion Lafleur and Perro. I mean, that, those were like the big three names of the seventies and from a lot of the eighties too. So, I mean, Marcel until recently. I mean, it was who was uh, Alex Ovechkin chasing most recently? It was yeah. Marcel for fifth on the all-time mm -hmm. goal scoring list. He he passed him, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he did not get thirty goals this year for the first time in his career. Then again, he was injured in short of the season. Yeah. Hey, yeah. he did it. He did it in the forty-two game season. So I don't want to hear no or forty-eight game. I don't hear no excuses there. But he was injured. <laughs> we'll, so. we'll talk about Connor McDavid. What he's done this year, right, guys? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, and I got some I, rusty I, play. Yeah, I still want an asterisk for that Canadian division. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I think one thing the Canadian division likely will give is Buffalo some playoff hockey to see, because yeah. they're going to have to move out of Canada. They'll get quarantined and then start their semifinal round, most mm -hmm. likely in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I put a poll question now. If the Trial Maple Leafs were playing here <laughs> in the third round, would people go see them? And it was like a 50-50 split. People say no way. Others say yes to watch them lose. So, yeah. and again, they have to get to the third round. So, and I know yeah. that they're saying if – if it's the, like Western teams like Calgary, somebody they might play like in Chicago. But if it's like Eastern teams, like uh, well, Montreal, Toronto, the first round, yes. first time since '79. Yes. I'm uh, looking for. I am looking forward to that. I uh, covered their series in '78 for Associated Press Radio Network. Oh, that had oh, me. Nice. That, had, that had to be fun. Um, do you know who's Nashville playing? They're playing Minnesota, right? Carolina. Carolina. Oh, I know. Oh. Carolina. Maybe the best team I've seen all year. Yeah, I don't even mm -hmm. know how it works for the third round. Like, there's no conferences, so I don't know if what it's going to be divisions... uh, points. I, I it's going to be. I think they receive them. two versus three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so there is no like you don't right. know so who you're. Oh, mm -hmm. that, that, oh, remember the good old days when one would play sixteen, so Buffalo was playing like oh, Vancouver yeah. in the first round. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, that was some fun stuff, man. We I we was with play. LA when we played in consecutive years, the Rangers and then the Islanders. I mean, yeah, that Crazy. was wacky. Yeah, it was. Yes, and I remember the LA Kings. But sorry, mm. Steve. <laughs> I no, remember the, the LA I'm Kings. Edmonton was the team. They were in 1982. They yeah. were a team. And LA Kings round two games to none when the series were the best out of five. And the Kings tied up the series. And then the LA Kings were down five nothing to Edmonton in the third period of the final game. And the Kings won it in overtime. And it was the, probably one of the biggest upsets. Yeah. Were you calling the Kings then? 
I was at the game. I called the game the next night. At that point in okay. time, I was employed by the Supersonics, but then a subscription okay. TV service in L.A. put me on for the following game. All right. And it had to be shocking to see that, that game unfold. And, um, you know, that, that, that's kind of right up there. Because the, the Oilers were smirking, lapping on the bench yeah. as they built their 5 nothing lead. Then yep. all of a sudden, they, well, the, the Kings had to act like yeah. a team that just swallowed the canary. Yeah, I thought they had the best jerseys too. The Kings, the gold with the purple, and I know they're wearing a little bit now. And I know Gretzky called them the pajamas of the NHL, but I thought they were great jerseys. You know, <laughs> I mean, Jack the Colorado Rockies. Jack Kent Cook owned us back then, and he said that was not purple. It was a color he referred to as Forum Blue. Really? Didn't he and also Chick own the Chargers? And the Lakers. Lakers, and, and, the Lakers. The and the Washington Redskins. Redskins, right? I knew there was a football team involved. So, yeah. Uh, oh, he, man. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Jack Murphy is a stadium out there, right? I ah, just yeah. so many changes. With these that was names. the name of the sports editor of the San Diego Union. Yeah. So, man, I, I tell you, I, I, I always tell people hockey taste not like it was back then, in my opinion. It was, you know, so. So you were excited. You got to call your first Stanley Cup finals a few years ago. I was rooting for yes. Nashville over Pittsburgh. Um, it was a great series. It was a good series. I was rooting for Nashville big it time. It was it was really fun, you know. And, um, you know, it's it seemed like after that it's been a little disappointing, but you're back in the playoffs now. What do you like your chances of Nashville getting there? Well, it's going to be very similar to uh... – the matchup in the first round in 87 or in 17 when the Predators upset the Chicago Blackhawks and swept them out in four games. Can they do that again? I don't know, but this club is very similar to that one. Yeah. It's very weird to see the Canes and um, Nashville playing. Yeah. Uh, in the, some of these games, I mean, Toronto, Montreal, okay, that makes sense. That's, you know, because the Canes have been, but. Some of these first-round matchups are going to be wild. Washington and Boston. Some of these are kind of old. Pittsburgh Islanders. So I guess the Canes Nashville would be the most intriguing one to me. So, yeah. Well, know. I'm looking forward to as well the other one in our division, Florida and Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Florida wins long. that. I think Florida wins that one. So really? Yeah. I, I have do. to disagree with you on that one, Ron. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Look at those box scores of how they play each other. Florida's been killing them. So, so you know, in, in the jump on what Steve was talking, you did all these things like, you know, Notre Dame hockey, you being that and that. It, it, it seemed like you moved around a lot, uh, you know. Yep. If you can, you know, it, it's – that keep a job, is, guys. Were you, that, were you that bad at your job? No, I'm just kidding. You wouldn't keep getting new ones either, though. So, yeah. who is your most favorite person who besides anyone with the Predators because, you know, you don't want to be locked in. Who is, like, your favorite person – you dealt with, like worked with, like in, when you were in Buffalo, and we've had so many great personalities here. You know, RJ may be retiring. We don't yeah. know. The great Ted Darling, um, who is the voice of the Sabres, um, and anyone who needs to hear him do a game, they they missed out on a lot. I mean, RJ's great. Yes, RJ's great. Ted Darling was, I can't even explain it, just to hear him. And But who, who have you worked with in the Buffalo area that – you know, that either still around, not around anymore, that you really wish you can go spend a day with one more time? Well, of those who are gone, without question, it would have to be Van Miller. Uh, it would have mm -hmm. to be Ted Darling. Mm -hmm. And have yeah. to be Rick Azar when you get right down to oh, it. Uh, yeah, those Rick are Azar. Be, those are the very difficult wishes to grant. Uh, yeah. And then my uh, broadcast partner, uh, John Murphy, and I, we had, what, uh, four years together on Bison Baseball? 
And then we had several years together doing the Buffalo Bills magazine cable TV show, which yep. uh, was also now that was a challenge back then. That was 83, 84 when the team was going uh, two and 14, two and 14. We mm. didn't need to use video. We could have used slides and gotten over with. Well, I got a couple comments going here for you. Uh, you were named a Tennessee sportscaster of the year for a record eight times. I don't know if that's a record, but it's sure nice. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we got some more. Uh, my friend Tim knows a lot about. He was so excited when I, I told him you're going to be on him. He go. He's a little bit older than me. Yes, there are older people than me, Steve. Uh, really? He says, yep. He said, "Are you the guy you told fans to go ape blank during the playoffs one year?" Actually, I didn't use the blank. I just used go ape everybody. Go ape. Oh, okay. And you can All find right. that on YouTube with the uh, Mike Fisher triple overtime goal. In 2016 oh. against San Jose. Oh, and there's one other partner I got to talk about because I'm going to see oh, him today here in in Nashville. And that's Greg Brown, who uh, oh. I did the Bisons with on GR, and also did the Bills. Uh, his son, he's now the voice of the Pittsburgh Pirates. His son is graduating. This doesn't make me feel too old from Vanderbilt <laughs> University this weekend, and we're going to get together for that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Thanks. It's you know like I said you got you got to be part of lots of different things and you know where were you actually born? Galesburg, Illinois, a huge town oh. of under forty thousand people uh, between Peoria and Rock Island in the west central part of the state. All right, and did you also do St. Bonaventure Bond's Adventure Basketball? St. Bonaventure Basketball had the longest rain delay I've ever had in my life at a St. Bonaventure basketball game against Notre Dame in the Riley Center. The roof sprung a leak. Oh, no. And we saw all the friars go up on the catwalk with buckets. Uh, Halftime wow. lasted 45 minutes that night. Wow. That's that way. I thought you were like, not, I thought you were reading the thing wrong when I said, oh, he's talking basketball. It's indoors. Rain delay. What? And then, you know, I went to, I went to that Bison game in 99 versus the, the Nashville Sound. And uh, it, was, it was the extra game at the end of the season. The winner gets in and it went like, Oh, 89. I'm sorry, 89. And it went like 19 innings into the night and a beautiful sunny night. Yeah. We signed yeah. off at uh, after five hours and seven minutes of baseball. Yep. It started a nice, beautiful night. It was raining by the time the thing ended. Yeah. And our last batter up with two men on, two outs, down by a run was a pitcher. You can't. And he, oh, he almost got that hit. He just missed from getting that. And we would have won. And I stayed for the whole thing. And congratulations. I think the beat. I think the Beach Boys are supposed to play afterwards, and of course that was canceled because you know. And it was, but I stayed, and I was dating a girl who went to the game. She called her father to come pick her up because I wouldn't take her home. I said, "What do you think? I'm going to leave? Uh, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave." Uh, let me guess. That was your last date with her, huh? No, we got married and had a couple of kids. Oh. Yeah, and not no more, not together anymore. But no, that's a true story too. Um, I I always I never say that until somebody asks me. Um, Besides the two kids, I wish it was the last date. But anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, uh, <laughs> all right. So when we come back from our 17-second break here, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about Brent Peterson, and then okay. Steve is going to talk to you a bit about the current state of, well, of the trash fire known as the Buffalo Sabres. Everybody, tonight's show is sponsored by Dinosaur Barbecue. Uh, if you come up with the word of the day, today's word of the day is supersonic. And that's because uh, Mr. Pete Weber here did work for the sale of supersonics. So I decided to go with supersonic as one of the words of the day. You will be 
uh, entitled to win a $25 gift certificate to Dinosaur Barbecue. So I'll put that on the bottom in a few minutes. You have to message me with the word supersonic, either now or next few days, whenever you happen to catch the show, and you'll be there. So I am going to look for this quick video. Be right back. All right, there it is. We're there. You want $25 gift for me to any dinosaur barbecue, Rochester, New York, Buffalo. I after all, there's like eight of them. You would be more than welcome to win that. You just have to message me either through Facebook Messenger or direct us on Twitter or email me at rantingaround716 at gmail.net or something. I think it is. I don't know. It's on my website, so you can find it. Either way, find a way to get a hold of me. So I want to bring up Brent Peterson. We talked about him earlier. I didn't know this till yes. today when I was doing some research. Uh, yes, sometimes I have to research these shows that he he has Parkinson's disease, but yes. in a few, but a few years ago it seemed like he did he took they did something some kind of stimulation thing and he's doing better, much better. So it was called deep yes. brain stimulation surgery, and he had it in uh, 2011, and they have implanted three electrodes in his brain that have greatly limited the uh, effects or the symptoms of the Parkinson's. It's not, you know, totally limited them, but it's made it much easier to control, made his life a much higher quality than what it had been. And they have a remote control that governs the amount of electricity going in those electrons. And every now and then, uh, Tammy, his wife, has to turn it either down or up to make sure that he's in balance. So that's getting control to the right wife for a very good reason. Yeah. And if anybody wants to, like, you know, hey, Parkinson's disease, Buffalo, you, you were great at helping causes. Uh, Peterson for Parkinson's.org is strong on the bottom there. If you want to go there, read up more about it. If you don't know who Brent Peterson is, he was a Sabre in the 80s. And, again, he was, I believe, the best face-off man in the history of the Sabres. But he did lose one. Paul Rostad? Uh, no, Brent <laughs> Peterson. He, but Brent Peterson did lose one face-off that broke my heart. And you you know I'm talking about against the Bruins game seven. And his. It broke his heart as well. I'm he sure has a difficult time talking about that. But, hey, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be with the Sabres when they won their only game seven. And that was Gary Plant versus the Ottawa Senators. In That's right. The first year yep. of the brand new building at that point in time. Right. That's right. Because that and that was kind of uh, off the glove. Of weird, and the way we tied that game was so weird, too. We we actually lost the face yeah. off and went up in the air and over the goal. And like, how did it even go in? Alexi to, to this day, I don't know what went in. Alexi but, uh, into a back swipe and it just fluttered up like an uncle. Yep. And then the shot by uh, Derek Plant, um, you know, was there. We've had some great memories, you know. The Brad Magel might be to me is well now. It, I know between that and the Palmerville goal, boy. But I think Brad May to yeah. me was bigger. But Palmerville goal was great. So, but so you know, you work with uh, Brent Peterson still. What's he doing these days? He is still an advisor uh, to the Preds. He works okay. every now and then on our broadcast, pre, post, and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, quite frankly, he still is a golf addict, and Parkinson's does not prevent him. I'm going out on the golf course. If I call him in the morning, I realize I might reach him on the course. 
All right. So he lives in Nashville because you live in Nashville, yes. right? So, yes. all right. And um, uh, I, I can't, oh my gosh, the, the, the famous actor from Family Ties also has Parkinson's. Is that correct? Um, yes, it is. Michael Who's J. It? Fox. Michael J. Fox. Who is supposed to associate him, with Brent's, yeah. Okay, and when I see him on TV now, it's 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 sad to see this happen, and I always believe that's a purpose why certain people, you know. But Brent is not in the same condition, I imagine. I mean, if you know, no. he's still okay. So it's good to hear they're coming out with certain things. I mean, you know, it, you know, it used to be certain those certain things coming like once you get it's like that's it. You're you know, it's but it's great to you know technology today. Um, and now, speaking of those kind of things, and we're going to go into uh, Steve's talk with you real quick, but uh, with Jack Eichel wanting a surgery that's never been performed in a hockey player and the team is kind of against it, so they're in a waiting period to see if he's going to need it. It's really a mess down here. Steve, take control. Yeah, are we sure we want to talk about the the present state of the team? Yes. <laughs> I need to know. Pete's better. Pete is probably his biggest Sabre fan we've had on here so far. <laughs> You know, and I would like to hear his thoughts on it. If you're if you're paying attention to the Sabers, I don't yeah. know how you're not. <laughs> it's difficult. You're right. It is difficult not yeah. to pay attention to what's gone on, mm -hmm. and it just it startles me greatly to see what has happened, what the current predicament of the mm -hmm. franchise is, and that's really why you know I'm kind of hoping Toronto does come out of the Canadian division so that Western New York fans can have some playoff hockey coming up yeah. potentially. Yeah, well, that's if uh, they're allowed to even go in the games. I mean, they're not just such a – but, hey, anything is anything, so. Yeah. So, yeah, like um, you, you guys remember the good old days, the 70s, the 80s. I grew right. up in the 90s. So, like, I, I remember um, the tail end of, like, the LaFontaine years. Yes. I remember Hashik and the 99 Cup, and it's, like, my whole life – up until about 2010, I mean, though, there were the, those few years post the Hashik trade, pre-lockout, which yeah. I thought that was like the lowest of the low. The team was bankrupt. They were finishing like ninth or tenth in the conference every year. In three years without the playoffs, that like was the longest playoff drought in team history. Yeah, think about Since that. Since then, yeah. So like. I'm sitting here like, how do we go from that to this, where we're sitting here ten years, no no playoffs. Um, we're looking at like a, depending on how you want to count them, going into a fourth or fifth straight rebuild, and your two two top forwards. Although I, I know Ron, we've talked about this. They're, they're not gone until they're gone. I'm not fully convinced they're gone, but you're looking at potentially trading Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart and rebuilding around Dylan Cousins and Rasmus Dahlin and possibly prolonging this another three or four years. So like, how, how did we get here? And just like, what are your thoughts on, like, if we have an experienced front office instead of which nothing against Kevin Adams, but no. he just was kind of dumped in the job. Like, does this all happen with the Eichel situation if you have a seasoned GM in there? You wonder if they had just, you know, held their cards and kept mm -hmm. with people 
rather than the constant oh, yeah. or it seems like at least every three years dumping people off. Yeah. You know, I had a good friend that was coaching there and Phil Housley. And mm-hmm. he, I don't think he got a fair shot at that either. And uh, so uh, it all starts at the top, folks. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the secret. It all starts at the top. And this is going to be re- real unpopular because I know Phil Housley is still not looked favorably on by Sabres fans as a coach here. But, I mean, the, the big problem when he was here was personnel. Yes. It, yeah. Definitely. I mean, he was shackled with Evander Kane, who's not exactly been uh, the Midas touch wherever he has moved in the NHL. And I think we've seen that too in San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wondered if when we hired Housley, and I was excited about Housley, you know, because I like what he did in Nashville. Power. Yeah. You know, you see, look, sometimes player or coach or whatever, assistant coaches are not always cut out to be an NHL coach, coach, you know, and, you know, and it seemed like he had the right idea, but maybe it was just the timing wasn't right for him. You know, I wanted him to work out. I did. And, you know, it just seemed like, I don't think the players did not like him. It just, it's just, I just think he was in over his head. I, I could be totally wrong. I'm going to look at the caliber of the personnel available too. Right, and he had Darlene, and he actually had Darlene having a nice rookie year, and then they yeah. fire him, and then um, Coach Kruger comes in, and he pretty much destroyed the young talent we had on this team. And not to put Kruger down, but he tried to make Darlene into something he wasn't. You know, it would have been like and he would have he would have stifled the French connection. And I'm not even kidding. And I gave I give Kruger a chance. I gave Kruger a chance, but when he sat Skinner. So how does the Sabres look from afar to everybody? Are we like the biggest joke in all yeah. sports, or are we just one of the teams that just have issues right now like um, other teams? Do the Green Bay Packers have their issues right now? The New York Rangers are having some weird issues. Like Bortles. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, outside of Buffalo, we, we take a personal, obviously. Outside of Buffalo, and you talk like people – how are we looked upon right now? Honestly, are, are we just a, are we just a joke? Well, I tell you really what the thing is, and since it's the same ownership, people come to me knowing of my long time in Buffalo and saying, "How can the Bills with the same ownership be doing so well and the Sabers not?" And that's the real uh, quiz out of all of this. Well, my answer to that is. Owners and, and Steve, you always just me. I don't blame owners as much as people want to blame owners. Owners say it look for the people to put in charge, hope they work out. Okay, so they they took over the bills and they didn't make any changes in the general manager until they got bean after they got the coach. Oh, well, they got lucky to get them guys. No, they didn't. They just, it, it's all luck. Hiring is always luck. You never know if it's gonna work out, you know. Um, and now with the Sabres, you know, they, they, they kept the team together when he first hired him, kept the management together. Okay. Then they brought in LaFontaine and do you know anything about that? I'll ask you that in a minute, but LaFontaine comes here. He's here. He, he finds a general manager in, uh, Tim Murray and Kulis said, okay, you want to hire him? That's fine. He takes off for whatever reason. Murray believes in this tank thing. Um, the tank, we get one of the two players, 
I think they maybe fired him a year too early. They still gave him a year, but whatever. They they didn't fire him. They don't trust anyone. They go for Bottle. Everyone's saying, well, Bottle didn't work out. Well, he wasn't a bad hire. He just didn't work out. Wait, he had a lot of experience. Wait. He just didn't work out. Then, so then they fire him. They bring Adams, who they've been grooming for nine years. People say, oh, he's got no experience. And I'm always, well, you got to get experience somewhere. But he goes out and gets Jason Carmanos. So the Pagulas are trying to put a winning product here. It's not for lack of trying. So what's what's it's what's not going for on? lack of spending. It's not for lack of yeah. spending. Uh and I guess we just have to say it's they've been on some poor shopping sprees. But who how do you blame the Pagula? Like was Bottle a bad hire or or it just didn't work out? I mean, do you blame the Pagulas for even you know, you should, well, you should, well, it's all it's always uh hindsight's great, you know. Yeah. Like everyone said, oh, they should have brought Quinn here because, you know, him and Jack are friends. He'll be a great coach. And then Rangers fire him after really yeah. – let me ask you a question. Were the Rangers, the, the record, were they really much better than anyone thought they would be? Because I thought they were supposed to be a bottom five team in the NHL, and they were close to the playoffs till the last week. Yeah, I think they overachieved. Overachieved, okay. See, I thought so too. A lot of people are saying, well, no, they they, they have they just have higher expectations there. And I'm saying, yeah, but – so yeah. they're a little bit messed too. But going back to Buffalo, I just don't – Yet, I don't remember. Or maybe because there were never, no number of saber teams was bad. No previous owners really were ever given this much crap. So you know, uh, especially in Knoxville, because the Sabres just missing the playoffs is weird. We just well, we missed playoffs. What? That's weird. But now we can't. It, it's just you know, I you know, I don't know if you know why Lafontaine left here. If you're allowed to say, if he, uh, Patty I, t- talked to me and he said he did not want to talk about it. And okay, Patty and I have always communicated pretty freely. Okay. So, and that's right. I wouldn't have asked you, even if you knew, I wouldn't have expected to say, and that's fine. Um, do you, do you think if, are the, are the owners over their heads owning two different teams? You do you think that's not an issue at all? The bills are winning. They're staying back. They're looking for someone to be in charge of Sabres. They then are sitting back. How much do you put this on big lose or bad luck? Well, I, there's no question. There's a lot of bad luck. In the world. Uh-huh. And, and maybe uh, a certain lack of patience. It's like uh-huh. they want improvement and they want it right now. And so Jason Bottrell, uh, uh, Phil Housley, and others were all dismissed maybe before their time had actually come. Yeah, I would even say Regeer, too, because he, he comes here. Regeer yeah. was a pretty good GM here. I don't think fans appreciate how good he really was. Um, he made some pretty shrewd deals over the years. Not a lot of them, but he, I don't think he ever lost a trade, except for all Hasek. He can't do anything about that, which we might just – That was forced, just, yeah. Yes, which we're going to learn something about that now with Jack Eichel. Uh, um, but we look at you – know, and then all of a sudden, Regeer comes out and says, hey, this is going to get ugly for a little while. He told us this was going to mm-hmm. get ugly. This is going to get – what's the word he used, Steve? This is going to get suffering. There's going to be suffering. suffering. So he tells us that we're willing to, okay, we, we get it. We get it. You tried to buy, you tried to buy the farm when Pagulas took over and none of it worked, you know, and then they fired him. Like, well, if you mm-hmm. were letting him do it, you know what he's capable of, of why well, I, I think yes. that's where it went downhill. Regeer and they, probably should have stayed. And they let him Guys, trade Vanek like right before they fired him. Yeah. Guys, I'm about out of time. <laughs> Yes, but, uh, it is 30 minutes, yeah. but... I appreciate um, the visit with you guys. Yeah, hopefully you come on again. Good luck, Nashville. We'll be rooting for it, and I want to hear you say, and the Tally Cup champion, the Nashville Predators. <laughs> I'll be rooting for you and those guys, okay? I want to I want to hear me say that, too. All right. Everybody's right. been around your on show. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Pete Weber, have Thank a great you. night. 
All right. And bye have bye. some enjoyable dinosaur barbecue, right. folks. Take care. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you.